0: This is Joy And this is Claire And this is a podcast about soggy bottoms and good bakes On your marks Get set Bake Bake
1: (laughs) We're never going to get it together
0: (laughs) It's spooky Halloween (laughs) The first ever Halloween week cute it's pretty cute it's cute it's cute except all i was thinking was like they filmed
1: this in like april yeah and it was kind of cute i could see like in some of their b-roll i was like did they kind of like strategically place some fall looking leaves in yeah, the trees right? to it's make it they just put like they put some ghosts and pumpkins onto a bush. It's really cute, but I was so it was so obvious. I was like, everything else is really green, and then there's like a few fall leaves pushed into the mix. It's
0: like when they did those Christmas specials, and there was so much fake snow, and you're like, oh, you guys recorded this in like
1: August, (laughs) like the dead of winter or the dead of summer. Dead of summer, really funny. Like having to stand there in like your scarf and coat and pretend it's winter. Yeah, it's adorable. (laughs) Noel's dressed up as a skeleton. Matt doesn't seem to be dressing up, but that's fine. Matt can do Matt and uh, Noel.
0: I like, and I enjoyed the opener. I I like the cheesy jokes. I don't like the skits, but I like it when they just sort of like have one quick kind of mm-hmm. cheesy joke and then move on.
1: Yeah, the cheesy jokes are, they're a staple on this show, but Noel's pink boots are my favorite. They're back. Yeah. They're back.
0: Um, My first note is Yanusha's eyeliner, followed up quickly by,
1: no wait, Sandro's, Sandro's eyeliner. Sandro's eyeliner. I feel like... Shabira just was like, I'll do everyone's makeup. And yeah. everyone got in uh-huh. line. I, and of course,
0: Sandro was wearing wings. Like, that's just so yeah, it like I feel like Sandro, I could see him so clearly in like a mid 90s R&B
1: video that and I could see him on the set of Magic Mike for some reason. He's yeah, just- <laughs> I
0: could also see that. But I could see him as like a Cisco type of personality. You know, For like I could sure. see him like standing on like a rain stage, belting out some sort of like, like R&B ballad. I'm um,
1: not Ricky Martin. No, no, no. That's the song in Cisco. That's in a Cisco. <laughs> no, you just
0: song. sing La Vida loca. I know,
1: but that's a, that's a line oh, in the Cisco see, song. The only clip that we just heard, though, was the Ricky Martin. <laughs> no, you know what I'm talking <S, 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 about. Now I, know. Yes. now I know.
0: She got da 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 da. Yeah.
1: Did you see the video someone sent us of him and Rebs doing like a workout together? And I was like, are yeah. they dating? Uh, no, Sandro's ha- Sandro has a male partner. Oh, he does? I didn't know that. I didn't catch that at the beginning. That's cute. They're workout partners. That's so cute. Love that for them. So here we go. Everything is fall themed,
0: which is cute. The signature is an exquisitely decorated apple cake. It can be any type of sponge. They have two hours the dominant flavor must be apple. There need to be other like things, like factors, parts, ingredients. Apple has, has to, to be, be the apple. main character. That has to be the star. It can't be a pudding they or something. It
1: needs to be a cake a million times.
0: Apple. We are, we need to get the apple. The apple, apple, apple. So, Yenish first of all is dressed up as Noel and he is wearing like snake skin ankle bo- like pointy heeled ankle boots which I love so It's so, so much.
1: great and he has black eyeliner on.
0: Yeah, and he, he has looks- like
1: a skeleton shirt and it's just it's perfect. It's so perfect.
0: He's making his mom's apple cake with two types of apple, a Cox sponge, which I don't know what that is, ginger, cinnamon, and cloves, nutmeg, and allspice, it's very neat looking. It's good sponge, but there's no apple flavor, just the spice. If it was, if this was a spiced cake challenge, you'd win it, says Prue.
1: Yeah. And it's very apparent from the get that they really meant what they said when they were like, we want to taste some apples. (laughs) So part of me was like, what if the?" I mean, really, was it just like the note of like, don't put anything else in it. Just put some apples in it because they were really.
0: Right. I feel like Apple, like as I was reflecting on this challenge, when you bake with apple, it is pretty hard to get the apple flavor. Like, really, what you're doing is you're using apple in support of like cinnamon or brown sugar. Like, if you think of an apple pie, actually, really, what you're what you're getting is the texture of the baked apple, but the flavor is more like cinnamon, whatever, nutmeg, brown sugar, whatever. It turns into like
1: a more apple, like a bland apple flavor.
0: Yeah, when you're baking apples, unlike a lot of things, they lose flavor. They don't really gain. Like they're they're most flavorful when they're raw. And when you bake them, they kind of get a little blander and blander and blander. So um, I think it would have been hard to really, really get that in this challenge. Like your ratio of apples would just have to be so high. Anyway, a couple of people do eventually get it, but Shabira, I'm gonna do Shabira last because she gets judged last. But they, I write these notes in the order that they like introduce the bakes. But we'll go. We'll try to kind of like skip around a little bit. Okay, Dawn is making a Ukrainian charlotka sponge with sliced green apples throughout. They tend to sink, she says, and everyone goes, "Dawn, no." Don't do something where they tend to sink. Yeah. It's a very lightweight it's, cake. It's like the the um all batter of these factors like, don't
1: sound good together.
0: No, the batter of the cake is almost like a mousse. And then, you know, when you bake it and then it comes out it's supposed to be like very light and airy. She's trying to put slices of apples on them. So she has these super thinly sliced apples because she's trying to keep them from sinking. It's just, you know, it, she's not setting herself herself up for success. She's going to have top toffee apple decorations soaked in blood orange juice to make them look spooky. But once again, they don't get a lot of apple the apples that are on the, the candied apples that are on top are so powerful. The rest of the cake seems dull, says Prue. I would also like to say usually Prue is nicer, but today she's out to give her opinions. Like she was really, they, they were getting very strict today. She was very serious about these apples. Yeah, she was. Kevin is making a streusel cake with chunks, chunks of apple and cream cheese frosting topped with apples poached in spice cider. Oh, this looks cider. so good.
1: This when it I see the, really when I see the little mock-up, I was like, oh, this is my favorite already. I would I a love a streusel, yeah. I just <laughs> love a streusel. <laughs>
0: The crunchy. Yes, so good. the mixture. And Kevin is struggling. He's running behind. He has lots to do before it goes in the oven. And then because he has to, like, to make the streusel and it's going in the cake. And his are the last out of the oven. He only gives himself literally three minutes to do the icing. So, of course, it melts everywhere. He pulls his cakes out, and there's he's trying to do a cream cheese frosting in between the layers. If your cake is warm at all, it's going to melt, and it just comes out like lava.
1: It's like just oozing out of the cake.
0: It's good flavor though, but it's super melted. Paul says we wanted a cake, not a pudding. I think he does okay because at least he got the flavor right. The flavors were good, but I mean the
1: apple was there,
0: (laughs) right? He needed twenty more minutes, and he would have nailed it. But that's not how it goes here.
1: Because honestly, like the the Cake itself looked really good. Like he had big apples yeah. on top. He's got those like cool things sticking out Nicely of the top. Yeah. Layers. Yep.
0: It was just that it was melting. Sandro is making a spiced apple crumble sponge with fireball pip- pipettes, effectively decorated with a crystal sugar skull. Obviously, he's using gold leaf. Also, I mean,
1: why miss an opportunity to use gold leaf when you're Sandro?
0: Prue thinks the skull ruins the cake, but I thought it was very
1: cool. I loved it. It was creative, and I'm like, look, if you're going to be doing a Halloween episode, yeah. Sandro delivers.
0: Don't knock. On the dec- on the decor. The whiskey is pretty strong, which she says I wouldn't add any more, but it's moist. Um, however, Paul can't taste the apple. So, you know, middle of the road. Abdul is making a bonfire cake with apple dipped in chocolate as like the little logs and then caramel shards for the fire. It's really cute. It turns out so cute. It's, it's so gonna be cute. It's going to be an apple and almond sponge with cream cheese frosting and, and apple streusel with a piped chocolate collar of little chocolate trees. He doesn't have the same timing problem as Kevin with the apple streusel. No. So...
1: I think Kevin did that to himself. And I love that Abdul dressed as an astronaut. He's just he did. He's just yeah. so cute. I'm he's a big so fan cute. of him.
0: I also like again, this is they were probably filming this in April. So they just were like, what the heck do I have? Like, who in my like friend group has a Halloween costume I can borrow? It looks really good. Prue says the caramel shards are too thick, but like they're supposed to be more of a decor. So I think he should get a pass there. It's good streusel, good texture. They get the apple flavor. They love it. He does great. Maxi. Is making an apple walnut with cream cheese, to which Matt makes the joke "cream cheese," which I loved. <laughs> frosting, <laughs> cream cheese frosting, apple puree, salted caramel with salted caramel and apple strips and walnut on top. It's neat as a pin, says Paul. He says if. This—if I saw this in a window, I would know it was yours. It has your style written all over it. The apple comes through. The walnut gives it a good texture. They're loving it. They're loving it so much that she gets a handshake. She gets a handshake. You've done the apple justice, says Paul.
1: I'm so happy for Maxie. She's just yes, she's so. Great quietly wonderful. She, is. she doubts she is. herself. And I see that and I'm like, Maxie, you're so good. I know She needed like, that handshake for confidence.
0: She did need it for like She was getting a little frazzled. Shabira is making an awesome boy and chili cake. Awesome boys, sour plum. It's going to have cream cheese frosting. There's going to be apple crumble between layers of apple sponge with green and pink apples. It's going to be decorated like kind of a jack-o'-lantern witch. She is also putting the chili is it, like the chili in the cream cheese. Like I don't know if I came across when I just described that. The chili is going in the cream cheese resting. It's a witch and it's like kind of messed up. It looks like she put the one with the eyes on upside down and didn't realize that that's what she did. But it's a witch and it can be crooked, says Prue. It is a bit of a mess. Prue loves the flavor. The cake is beautiful, says Paul. It's so light. The chili does come in right at the end, and she also gets a handshake. They say, you finally nailed the flavor. You deserve that. So good. Prue says of the handshake, and she is like glowing. I feel like she- this is finally her moment where she took a risk on the yeah. flavors,
1: and it came through. Which we said the whole time. We were like, she's going to either vomit with the flavor mixtures, and we'll see something Which, later that comes or not up. Later. But... <laughs> She really nailed it with, the, with this one and the judges were like, the flavor's back.
0: And you can kind of tell they've been waiting for this because it's like- yes, they believe trying- in her. Yes. It's just that like her flavor, her commitment is there. Her skills are there. It's just that her flavor concepts are not as intuitive as they need to be. We'll put it that way. Okay. So- There we have it for the signature. I'm feeling like coming out of the signature, obviously, Shabira and Maxi are on top. Abdul did really well. And then everybody else kind of seems to be very in a tight pack, sort of in the middle. Like no one really, really flopped. But, you know, if you couldn't get the apple, like Don probably at the bottom, Kevin maybe, but they got the flavors. Sandro maybe because you couldn't get the flavor. They didn't like the decoration. It feels like no one really bombed this, but most of the bakers or half the bakers kind of like did... Eh. So it's still anybody's game.
1: I just want to say sometimes it feels like we've said this before, where you have such talented bakers that we would taste this and be like, this tastes amazing to me. But they're so specific on what they're asking for. It's a little bit of like the eye of the beholder. And so they make these like really difficult Expectations, the bar is very, very high. It's the Great British Bake Off. So
0: it has to be right. It was funny. After the show last night, Miles was like, Why does one of them have to go home every week? That's not fair. And I was like, Well, you know, they sign up for it knowing that. Like it's like a tournament. Like you get eliminated, and then at the end. And he was like, Yeah, but it just seems really sad because they all love baking so much. Yes, it is. I was like, You're right, Miles. It is sad. It is sad. All right. So the technical. The clue that Paul gives at the beginning is there are two distinctive textures you have to get right. Allow time for setting. You have to figure that one out. So here we go. They have to make eight s'mores. Yeah. This is a weird challenge.
1: It was a very weird challenge. But here's the thing. Okay, if you're going to make s'mores in the Great British Bake Off way, sure. But as an American, I'm looking at this going, oh, no, 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 we just throw some I mean, the, the beauty is in the mess of it. Not the the neatness. The I,
0: yeah, that was exactly my comment. Like <laughs> when they're showing the examples with Paul and Prue, they look like, what's that word? The little guy, the like little bite sized things that they'd make during French week, I wonder, or Patisserie week. Petit four. It's like a petit four. Like it's like this little bite sized, perfectly manicured little thing never in a million years would an actual s'more look like that yeah no american would make a s'more
1: like that we're just like give me some chocolate give me some ground crackers you
0: got to like smush it it's all in the smush it's
1: all in the smush and all in the messiness neatness does not enter the equation and And I i love how they call them digestives
0: Okay, such a French thing. But so, is that the same thing as a graham cracker?
1: No, I mean, I'm thinking. Well, it is. It is. It is. It's like very similar, but it's just funny to me because I think graham cracker, I think of like the Honey Gold Gold brand, you know. And it's really cute because a lot of this they they mentioned this quite a few times in the in the showstopper of like, I've never made this before. I would just, or even just this one, even technical and the showstopper, like like, would be like, yeah, the popcorn, I'm just just going to buy it. And the digestives, she was like, I would never make these biscuits. I would just buy them. And so so anyway, that's the whole point of it. But I'm like thinking of the honey gold graham crackers. I'm like, that's what I would want to see.
0: But right. And I, so all of our, you know, authentic, authentic more. Criticism aside, they do look really good. Like, if you're going to make, you know, if you were going to serve s'mores at your wedding, for sure, this is what they would
1: look like. Yes, agreed.
0: They're so cute. They're like little. You know, the, the crack, the crackers are round. The marshmallows are like perfect little cylinders. There's a t- little layer of ganache on either side. It's just so like perfect and manicured. It's going to, you have to like toast your marshmallow. There's going to be a dark chocolate ganache. They have two hours, which is not that long because you have to set your marshmallow. So there's a lot of elements here. They have to nail a lot of things. And I think that is sort of like what is making this technical challenging is that there's really three very distinctive skills here that you have to get right. As they're making it, the digestives don't really seem to be that much of a challenge for folks. It seems to be a pretty basic recipe. Some of them have a hard time getting them even, but nobody like really flops the the cookie cracker situation. The marshmallows are a little bit trickier. They're very very sticky. They're really hard to punch out with like their little cutter and some people really struggle to get them to look correct. And then the blowtorch moment really ruins it for a lot of them. A lot of them.
1: That was a great equalizer.
0: Yeah. Like they either over torch it or they, when they are torching it, the chocolate's melting. Like, I don't know if you could have done the blowtorch first yeah. and then put the marshmallow in. That might have been the move. We'll never know because no one did it that way. Let me talk for a minute about last week's technical. I made the lemon meringue pie. I actually made two of them because my friend Amanda, I was talking to her about it. Hi, Amanda. I was talking about the pie and it was were It came up that she had never. Eaten a lemon pie. I was going to bake these with my friend Jamie, who is my friend. Like she and I, since the pandemic, we try to do like a baking day every week or two. And so I was like, okay, well, clearly the solution here is just to make two pies. So we diverted from the bake-off recipe because their lemon, like what I set out to do was find a recipe that felt authentic to what I would do if somebody said, just go make a pie. So to me, it was more like, okay, what am I going to do instinctively? Let's kind of try to recreate that versus like, I'm going to follow the bake-off recipe because they weren't given a recipe, if you recall. So the one that I use actually had a cold set filling instead of a baked custard. So if you think about like a pumpkin pie, that's a baked custard versus this one. Remember our vocabulary lesson last week about par baking versus blind baking? Right. Blind bake it, you cook the custard all the way on the stove, then you cool, then you pour it into the crust and you cool it in the fridge for like two hours. And then you put the meringue on top. And then you either can like blowtorch the meringue. I do have a blowtorch and I couldn't find it, which was tragic. So I just put it in the oven under the broiler and it worked. It was lovely, worked great. It was super fun to make. I think the hard part about custard is it can be a little tricky. It's easy to scramble the eggs if you're not really paying attention. The first couple of times you make a custard, you're going to get the texture wrong. You're going to probably scramble it a little bit because a custard is basically just butter, egg yolks, and then whatever flavoring you're putting in it. So this one had a ton of lemon juice, some lemon zest, but you know, if you're making any type of custard, the base is just egg yolk and butter. So I had a really good time with this one. I loved making the meringue also. We did an Italian meringue where you have your egg whites and your cream of tartar, or you can use vinegar or um lemon juice. Basically, you just need like an acid that's gonna help stabilize the pH of your egg whites. And that's gonna help them be more, yeah, stable as they're fluffing up. And then you heat up your sugar with a little bit of water and basically make like a simple syrup and you pour that in so you get your your egg whites, like a medium peaks, and then you pour in the simple syrup, the sugar, like the, you know, stickiness of the sugar then provides it even more glue to get harder and harder peaks. But we, since we were doing a double batch, we were using 10 egg whites and we maxed out the mixer and there was just like a meringue. It was like- Oh no. <laughs> it
1: started to overflow.
0: It was like, yeah, a little bit of like a, a meringue, almost a disaster, but we saved it. So it was really fun. I loved this one. I love making pie. I love making pie crust. I love making custard. I love making meringue. I love toasting toppings. Everything about this was super fun. 10 out of 10. It turned out great. The only problem is that it's really hard to remember to take videos. So sorry for my lack of documenting. No, I mean,
1: it was fun. We we saw the finished product, which I think was great and satisfying. But also... What are you going to do for the technical this week? Are you going to just make the American s'mores where we just throw stuff together? Are you going to try to do it?
0: I think for this one, what I'll do is maybe make an apple cake because I love apple cake and I've made marshmallows in the past um, and it's fine. They're fine. They're fun to make, but I don't see, I always have to weigh like, is my family going to eat this?
1: Of course, because I you don't want, want to waste. Up, yeah,
0: And that's what happened with the red velvet cake. I made the cake. I knew nobody was going to make it, or was going to eat it. I threw. ended up throwing away like 90% of that
1: cake. Oh, that's a bummer.
0: I know. And, you know, then I think with the, like, if I made these s'mores, the novelty of them might get like each of my kids to eat one, but I think i going to stick with the apple cake. I yeah, it's a good
1: choice. Okay.
0: Which is still going to be great because it is going to be
1: almost Halloween week. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong with an apple cake. Yes. Great.
0: All right. So for this week's technical, in last place we have Abdul. They are a disaster. They're
1: just the melted. Biscuits
0: are good, but the marshmallows he are. He was the blowtorch
1: disaster. Yeah.
0: And afterwards, they were interviewing him, and he was like, "I went too hard with the blowtorch. I were, like I should have just done a little bit, but instead I was like." <sighs>
1: He had too he much fun. I mean, that's got to be very tempting because a blowtorch oh, yeah. just like feels fun. And then so before fun. you know it, you're just like, whoopsie. I mean, blowtorches are so fun. It's really hard to overdo. It's really <laughs> easy to overdo it.
0: Yeah. And then second from the bottom is Maxi. Hers are not identical. The marshmallow is too soft and the biscuit is undercooked. All right, then skipping ahead. um, In second place is Yanush. It's a good color on the biscuit. Well torched. Could have used a little more definition on the biscuit, but the texture is good on the marshmallow. And then in first place is Shabira. They're identical. They have good definition. The chocolate's the right consistency. The marshmallow's the right texture. She nails this. She's She's on fire. She's doing great. She's doing great. This girl is on fire. Yeah, she's doing great. She's finally having her week, which I'm so happy to see because we've known she's had it in her head this whole time. And all it took was wearing a pirate costume to get it out. And spiders on her neck. It's unclear who's at the bottom still. Like the people in the middle of the technical, other than Abdul, who like, Totally crashed and burned because just because of like he was doing great until the blowtorch came out. Everyone else, the the feedback is very similar. Like the marshmallows too melty, maybe the biscuit. Like most of them, their problem was the marshmallows too soft. So again, we don't. We're like everyone's sort of in the middle of the pack, except for Shabira, who's just sprinting around the track in front of everybody. Leaps
1: and bounds. Yeah.
0: All right. So going into the showstopper, obviously she is at the top, but it kind of feels like anybody could go home. The challenge is a hanging lantern. And when it smashes open like a pinata, it should reveal an array of sweet treats. They have four hours. It needs to be fragile enough to crack with one bang of a rolling pin. So the treats come out and that there need to be at least two varieties of treats. They want it to be exquisitely decorated. So in this one, Lots of people are using sugar glue, which is very tricky. Anytime we're seeing sugar glue, you're seeing people like very delicately holding together (sighs) corners of – and like – I don't, it kind of falls apart. I I don't think it's rare that sugar glue really works the way you want it to. You know, I don't know like when you're planning. Well, and I, this is and I don't too. know much about
1: it, but it's like, wouldn't it? Don't you think it would be better on like smaller things versus bigger things that you have to control, like totally. larger pieces? Yeah,
0: you're like trying to hold together like the the walls of a room here with some sugar glue. Maybe just use it to like put on your little accents. Yeah. And you, but not
1: to put an entire lantern together. Right. Not we'll to like there. build
0: a house. Yeah. The last few minutes of this challenge are wild. People are all over the place. The fact that they have to hang is That's really crazy. That's so
1: hard. I feel like this they challenge was really difficult.
0: Like They always have like a structural challenge like yeah, during one of the random right, weeks where like right. it'll be chocolate week and you have to have like a freestanding dome or it'll be biscuit week and you have to have like you know, a house that's a life size. Like they always have one week where they have a wild structural
1: component. What, what this, like, year was it when hurt. they made that like, wasn't there like a big globe that you had to almost make like a terrarium or something? Yeah. Uh-huh. Or it was something like under under like a glay. I don't know. It was I just like remember a like- sugar. It was, yeah, it was, it like, was a like, like a globe a, or something. Yeah, it had to have like a cage around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really tough.
0: Really tough. So, you know- these are the ones where I'm like, are you still a good baker if you can't get it to hang? But, you know, they have to come up with ways to keep things challenging. So exactly.
1: That's go. what I was thinking. I was like, are you really going to judge a baker on like the structural? Like they don't – they're not in Hollywood like making the prop department happen, you know?
0: <laughs> right. But I think it's also about like this is a, um, how you manage your time. If you really have to like focus on this element, it – you know, shows if you can like do the other elements in time still as well. So can I
1: just say this though, this is a bizarre one. I don't know if you've noticed. I've been watching it because I keep playing it like while we're recording. I just have it like going with no sound in the background because I like to like <laughs> remind myself of things as we're talking. But I just have to say that Yanouche's eyeliner really makes his blue eyes pop, and I'm just he like I think day-
0: about bringing that into his style on an everyday basis. His
1: his eyes are amazing and his blue eyes just pop with that eyeliner. So every time he's on screen because in this like, episode, I'm like, oh, Yanush, you have the best eyeballs. I mean, it's like intense. Shabira,
0: he must have really been able to sit still for that because it's like an inner eye.
1: It's like the inner eyeliner. It's not just the inner lid yeah. eyeliner. Yeah. yeah. It's really hard to really keep your yeah, eyes. Anyway, yeah.
0: for everyone listening who grew up in like the... 80s and 90s, and you're trying to get that inner lower lid with your eyeliner. It's It's hard hard.
1: for someone else to do it. For you to do it, it's fine. But like it's the same thing. Like when someone puts mascara, it's very rare. I think there's two times in my life when someone has put mascara on me. I'm like, let me just do it. Yeah, Like I can't have you with a wand near my eyelids. Remember
0: that chesty... Um, photo shoot we did and she put fake eyelashes on me and I was like, Yeah, this is the weirdest it, like everything in my body is screaming of like this person is coming towards your eye with a large
1: object. <laughs> yeah, it's very bizarre. And it you also have, feels yeah. like your eyelids are so heavy with false eyelashes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not a fan.
0: Okay. Speaking of Yanish, he is doing a horror movie theme. It's gonna be a popcorn box that's trick-or-treat themed with white chocolate popcorn on top, filled with pistachio and cricket truffles, and ginger and nutmeg truffles.
1: And I'm really excited for his because Janusz has so far the most neat – showstoppers oh i can't
0: wait to see it it's gonna look and so i'm good. like
1: it's gonna look great i know she really delivers with these
0: also when they're talking about the crickets paul and prue were like oh yeah crickets are great they're like savory they're nice and crunchy and matt is just sitting there looking around like are we just having a casual conversation about, about crickets, crickets. Is this happening and he's so talking about like the insect and they're like oh yeah yeah they're and prue's like crickets are the future yeah and, and then matt she goes off like, to be
1: like they're so ecological and they're they are. <laughs> She's
0: right." They're <laughs> high in protein. They're easy. You know, she's ready
1: outlook. to do a TED talk about it. And Matt's just like, crickets? Really? Little do they know that Prue is like the spokesperson for crickets. She really is. And
0: yeah. Matt is just like, are we talking about this?
1: And Yanush is like, and Yonu, she's like would you like one? He's like, absolutely not.
0: <laughs> yeah. Can't wait to see how this looks. Shabira is making a creepy, itsy bitsy spider lantern with peanut cookie, Frankenstein fingers, and mummy shortbread with orange and white truffle maple cream cheese filling. Orange and white truffle. Orange and white truffle. <laughs> Just going to leave that there. She's super nervous. She's shaking. Here's what she also says about the orange and white truffle. This is the time to try all the weird flavors and hope they like it. Is it Shabira? But like, Is it that time? Is, it, is white truffle a cheese? No. Think about, you know, like truffle, it's like a mushroom. Oh, okay. So Ooh. it's that like really funky flavor you are probably thinking because typically it is served with cheese. It's like a truffle okay, parmesan. Oh, okay okay, okay.
1: okay. 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 Cuz when it's I like, I was like trying to 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 like get an idea of that flavor
0: very funky think like funky
1: with orange yeah okay 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 which which apparently she has tried before because she's like i like it
0: kevin is also doing a spider theme he was never allowed to dress up as anything scary as a kid he says he says we were christians and so i had to go one year as a clock with a mouse running up to it this makes me sad i know i'm like oh kevin you were so oppressed so
1: sheltered (laughs)
0: Were you, did you have restrictions on your Halloween costumes as a kid? Mm -mm. No, no,
1: no. No, I mean, I once dressed, I mean, we were raised not strict, strict, but Catholic. And I'm like, I can't remember being told what to wear or not to wear. But at the same time, I was not the type of kid to be too adventurous with costumes. Like I was mostly like.
0: For sure. But if you were like, I'm going to dress up as like the devil, would your parents have been like. No, no,
1: no. they would have been like, great, do it.
0: Yeah. Sure, they don't think
1: the devil's actually going to come visit me. So. Right. You know.
0: You're not calling him the devil by dressing up as yeah, devil. <laughs> no. no. um, well, Kevin's parents would not agree. His mock-up that they like the drawing looks like a Monsters, Inc. character to me. It does. Yeah. yeah. It looks like um, Mr. What's his name? Come on, guys. Mr. Waternoose. He looks like Mr. Waternoose. The like crab who turns out to be embezzling children's <laughs> screams. <laughs>
1: totally. Embezzling children's screams. It's the best movie. It's such a great movie. I need to go watch that. It's
0: really good. Um, he's gonna have toffee apple macarons and hard boiled peanut sweets inside. Dawn is making a black cat sphere with monster macarons and raspberry jelly eyeballs. As she's making it (laughs) Sorry,
1: I'm laughing because Noel calls her Dawn of the Dead
0: at one point. I just Oh, it's so good. Also at one point they were they called um I forget what they said for Paul, but they called Prue Freddy Prueger.
1: Yeah, Freddie. and I love the part where there's zombies in the background and you know it's that the cast, quiet. the crew yeah. was like super excited to be like, we're in an episode dressed as zombies. I loved it. I was like, you go. That's great. So cute.
0: Um, They couldn't get the B-reel of the outside since it was the middle of spring. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: they really tried to like, hey guys, you let's dress up as zombies.
0: So as Dawn is making it, she's like, it's not the neatest, but it should be okay. Uh, Don, look around you. <laughs> you need to not be that laissez-faire about this. Sandro is making a chocolate sphere, which is going to be a skull encrusted disco ball. His concept for this is awesome. Awesome. He's making two hundred chocolate little chocolate skulls, like three D skulls. They're like about the size of um like a I don't know, what's the What, size? like two inches? Like the size of an egg. Yeah. It's going to be filled with chocolate orange palmiers, palmiers, Florentines, and chili chocolate fudge cookies. 200 skulls. I can't get over it. But
1: he is like. Sandro is not phased. And I I, I love when Prue and Paul are like 200 and he's like, yeah, try me. Sandro, if you could describe him in one word, it would be extra.
0: Maxi is going for more of a cute and cuddly theme. Her lantern is going to have monster bounty truffles and pumpkin spice macarons with meringue ghosts in wheel bats. She's making like a legit lantern lantern. And then Abdul is doing a creepy lantern with matcha brandy snaps as witch's fingers and some date balls for witch's eyes. All right. So here to the judging. Sandra goes first. It looks unreal. Like it, it turns out, so it comes cool. out so good. It falls apart great when they smash it, which like, I feel like you'd be like, <gasps> like a little pearl clutching moment when yeah. you, something you've worked on for four hours just gets I smashed. I I
1: know. That's that breaks my heart.
0: But unfortunately, his Florentines are way too thick, and his cookies have way too much chili. So even yeah. though it looks good, his, they coughed. They <laughs> coughed so much chili. They like Paul's. Like I'm not even tasting any of the rest of your things because I'm not going to be able to taste them because the chili in this point is too much. Oh. So Yanish, eh. it looks so good. Again, he is impeccable when it comes to decorating. Yeah, he's the best. Really neat. It cracks great. The biscuits are great. The cricket truffles though are too sweet, and his. Truffles are overspiced. I'm concerned your flavors have gone wayward, says Paul. And it's a shame, he also says. Which Paul saying it's a shame is like the ultimate disappointed dad. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Oh. disappointed. <laughs> dad Hollywood. Papa yes. Hollywood. <sighs> so even though it looks good, he does not nail it. Maxie, her lid cracked so it's a bit of a mess, but it does hang. The macaron is delicious. The flavors are good. The monsters are good, but they're they're like little brownie bites. They're just a little bit too big. And this is the part where it's like, okay, they're really starting to get picky. They're like, if these had been a little bit smaller, they would have been perfect, but they're just a little bit too big. Like this, They're not letting things pass by anymore. Abdul is is as well-constructed. Prue really has to go at it to smash it. And they actually, he's making, his witch fingers are going to have white chocolate matcha, which typically they hate matcha, but He nails it. Both of them are like, I don't normally like matcha, but this is so good.
1: Which I was very proud of him for because I'm not a fan of them like kind of conducting what flavors to make because they just don't personally like like it. it. So I was like, go Abdul.
0: So, and he does two flavor risks. The first one is matcha and then his date balls are going to have rose water in them, which we also know is a big risk. And unfortunately, that one does not turn out. There's too much. (laughs)
1: I Which think I, there's only one person that's kind of nailed it so far. Someone used rose water. Yeah, but In, or like the first
0: week, yeah, yeah I think but it was it's Pretty rare. No, I that. think it was Abdul. But yeah, was it? Here, can, I can imagine though that a fig ball with rose water would taste like a bath bomb.
1: Yes, yes. Because fig so, is so yeah. just absorbs uh-huh. like absorbingly. Yeah, yep, yep.
0: yeah. Yeah. He's in the middle still. Kevin's is very messy, but the bakes are all good. The macarons are a little too chewy. The butterscotch is a little too sweet. Paul says it needed more time and effort. He doesn't completely flop, but like, like I said, they're getting more and more picky. Dawn, going back to her comment about it's not too bad, but it should be fine. Her, she's making a cat. She's making a globe out of two halves, and the halves are not even and they don't meet up. And so she's like, I don't think it's gonna hang because they like the two ha- hemispheres are not connected, but they do get it to hang. Snaps for Dawn. It is a bit messy. The general idea is there, but the biscuit that her actual Cat is made out of is really hard and flavorless. The macarons are too simple. The jelly eyes look good, but there's not enough flavor. Uh, Paul says everything is too basic. I'm sad for Dawn. And then Shabira's last. She added a light in hers. It looks amazing. Yeah, that light is so cool. It's so all
1: around just super it's like impressive. LEDs, string yep. light.
0: Yeah. The biscuit's great. The witch's fingers are great. The perfect peanut kick. Here we go to the white truffle orange cream cheese filling. And they hate it. They're like, literally, why did you do that? Orange and truffle do not go in a biscuit. So she went out on a limb and the limb fell off the tree.
1: (laughs) Oh, well. Yeah, oh well. She tried. Win some, you Again. Some. She was going to just take some risks. Yeah. Calculated risks. Some wins, some don't win. I th- wish her her risks were a little
0: more calculated. I think in the end like this is what's going to do in Shabira if she goes home is that
1: she's going to go all out. But I also kind out. of love a, love it about I love that about her in Me a way. Too. It's like but it will be the death of her if it's going it to be, be the, the death, death of her. someone. <laughs> because it's
0: one thing to like do you remember in um my favorite season with Nadia, where she always had really strong flavors and she was always really like playing into like Indian flavors and they always loved it. But she was going with like tried and true combinations. Her flavors were like a little unconventional for kind of standard baking, but they were not completely out of left field. It wasn't like a flavor combination you'd never had before or like anyone had ever had before. So she still did really well. And I think that's where Shabira needs- she needs to kind of steer herself more into like, if you're going to use bold flavors, that's fine. Right. But don't be out there like making up random concoctions. For sure.
1: Like now's not the time. Now we don't want to take that away from you, but just do not here. Yeah.
0: Do, the, do it in the lab. You need to have like a lab. Final judging. It's obvious Shabir is getting star baker. Obvious. Everybody knows it.
1: Everyone knows it. Yep, no question. And going
0: home, I'm thinking it's probably Don, maybe, maybe Kevin.
1: Maybe Kevin. I was a And 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 Paul makes a comment when they're doing the little debrief. He's like, you know, Kevin and Don came in at the bottom. So they kind of needed to, right. sh- like, they came into this episode at the bottom. So they kind of needed to show some strength. And so I think they were, like, head to head on who was going home this week.
0: And I think they've been in the bottom a lot. They are clearly near, like we're down to seven bakers and those are the two who are consistently falling behind every time. And I would have also put Abdul potentially in that category of like, if you are looking at the field, you have Yanish, Maxi, Shabira, and Sandro clearly in like on almost another level. They can conceptualize, they can execute on another level than what the Dons and Kevins of the world have been able to pull off on a consistent basis. So, Shabira is star baker, and Dawn goes home, which is sad, but it was her time.
1: It was her time, and it was so cute at the end when they all start hugging, and then Matt was like, oh, you're not a hugger. I'm sorry. I it's too late. Really it was so cute. And then at the end... And Noel goes. Let's kill Dawn, and they all do this like
0: huge group hug. No, hilarious. that bothered me as someone who is not a hugger. I have a note about this. Except when the at the end when they say she, when she's like I'm not a hugger, so they do a group hug. Like guys, <laughs> if someone tells you that they're not a hugger, that's not an invitation to like give a cheeky hug. That's like, oh, that's I know, right. I will respect your boundaries and your like, wishes for your body. But they were I'm, gonna I- miss her. And it was cute. I I don't know. I get it. But as someone who's not a hugger, and and like she's uncomfortable, like stop hugging her. This is
1: but it was cute. She shed a tear, and she's like, "Oh, I can't, I can't show emotion. My kids kids are gonna make fun of me." And I was like, "Don, you just let it go, let it go." So that's that.
0: That's that. That is that on Halloween week, and we have six bakers left, so we're down to four more weeks of this podcast and of. More importantly, the season. <laughs> Very exciting. Don't forget, you can find us on Instagram at Claire underscore. You can go to our website, joyandclair.com. You can email us. This is Claire at gmail.com. Please share us with a friend. Please tag us in your bakes. Please tag us in your comments and thoughts or send them to us in a DM. We love hearing about them. Don't forget, you can find us every Thursday on This is Joy and Claire, our main podcast. Thank you so much for being here. We love doing this. We love baking. We love talking about baking. On your marks. It's it. <gasps> Big cake
1: we're never gonna get it together! <laughs>